Welcome back, everybody. This is Nate Akers, and this is That They Know You, the podcast that invites its listeners to pursue a close relationship with our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Our foundational verse is John chapter 17, verse 3. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. The verse that I wanted everyone to read from last week comes from John chapter 8, verse 44. Jesus is fired up here. He's telling some truth to these people because he loves you and he wants you to know the truth. A lot of times I'll tell my daughter, you know, I don't know if other people will tell you this stuff, but I will because I love you. And sometimes these are some hard truths. Now this isn't hard truth, but he's telling you, he's giving you the the answers to things. Jesus says, when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And he's talking about the devil here, the enemy. The enemy has ways of lying to us and tearing us apart, tearing us down, and breaking down our institutions that God has put in place and caused us to doubt. In the garden, Satan asked Eve, Did God say this? And that's the slippery slope that we find ourselves in a lot of times. We end up telling ourselves, is it like this? You know, and we tell ourselves these false narratives and we lie to ourselves. Our heart, the Bible says that our heart lies to us. And I know the world says, follow your heart. You know, do what's do what your heart feels. Listen to your heart. Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So that leads me to think that if he says this, that my heart can lie to me, then I need to look into his word, find out that if what I'm thinking is biblical or not, and I need to understand that I'm up against a spiritual enemy here who has studied me and knows me, and wants to drag me down, and he lies to me. It makes me feel like less of a child of God, of a son of God. So the song is Fears a Liar by Zach Williams. And uh, so the enemy lies to the children of God and all of his creation to hold us back and keep us distracted from reaching our full potential and from saying yes to God, our Father, or from putting our trust in him. So we are saying yes to ourselves and not allowing ourselves to put God first in our lives and seeking his kingdom first, and then not allowing ourselves to put Jesus first in our lives by these false narratives that we tell ourselves. Well, I'm here to challenge you to put Jesus as your king. Put yourself under him and follow him in the life-giving word that he speaks into you, that you are forgiven and that you are loved. You are a sacred story of grace. You are a child of God who has been bought at a high price. So, I won't read you the lyrics this time, but there's some really, really powerful stuff that comes out of this like the first stanza 
When he told you you're not good enough. When he told you you're not right. When he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight. When he told you you're not worthy. When he told you you're not loved. When he told you you're not beautiful and you'll never be enough. I mean, we all have to- told ourselves these things. We have all felt this stuff, uh, these emotions. And there's no one that gets out of this life unscathed with these things. And that's okay. That's all right. But we have to understand that we have a Savior who literally went through hell and back, basically, to bring you into the kingdom. You mean something. And I'm not just doing some COVID, you matter baloney. You mean something to God. So much that he died for you. Jesus came and died for us. So these false narratives that the world tells us, the world makes us believe that we never add up, we never amount to much, all these things, they're not, they're not true. And they're not of God. And when we are believing things that are not of God, we're not putting God first in our lives. And he wants to be first because he loves us. It's like a marriage. I want to be number one. I want to be the number one man in my wife's world. And vice versa. She wants to be the number one woman in, in my world. And she is. God feels the same way for us. He says, look at me. Jesus says, look at me. This is my church. You belong to me. I want to be number one. I don't want you running off, being distracted, telling yourself these awful things because they're not true. I love you, and I don't want you to feel like that. So the first stanza, and then we've got the next one. When he told you you're troubled, you'll forever be alone. When he told you you should run away, you'll never find a home. When he told you you were dirty and you should be ashamed. When he told you you could be the one that grace could never change. You'll forever be alone is something that I can relate to. I remember when I was young having this depression and looking at myself in the mirror and just thinking, no one's ever going to look at you. No one's ever going to love you. No one's ever going to want to be with you, you're, you. I mean, I'm telling you, I've said these same things to myself, that you'll always be alone. You, so you need to find the first woman that'll be with you, marry, and then that'll be it. And that's what I did. And unfortunately, it led me down a path that was not healthy. I've been divorced, and, you know, if she ever listens to this podcast, I want you to know that I'm sorry, and I would like to ask for your forgiveness right now. Um, and I forgive you. Uh, we let, <laughs> I led myself into a situation that I don't think was healthy because of the false narratives that I told myself. And I'm glad that I have leaned into who I am now as a, a son of the Most High God. Because I know that God has a plan for me. God is for me, not against me. I've literally considered running away from home before. Another part of the lyrics that I can relate to, I was so fed up with 
the way things were going in my life that I I just simply was about to start heading west for whatever reason. And I wasn't going to stop. I was going to be like the walking version of Forrest Gump, just out there just walking because I just didn't know where else to go. And, you know, early 20 teenage angst, I was a mess, guys. And I know that you've, don't, don't act like you weren't there too. We've all been there. And God help me, when my daughter and my son reach that age, I'm going to need a lot of patience. Maybe this is all preparation for me later on. You know, I love my kids, and I know they're going to put me through it because I put my parents through some stuff. But fortunately, I've got wonderful, wonderful parents and a, and a wonderful family now. And I've got a loving God and a king that I serve that I can lean on and look to for wisdom and guidance. Some of the lyrics here that you should be ashamed when he told you you could be the one that grace could never change. That is a big one, folks. That you could be the one that grace could never change. There are people who feel like, oh, I can't step foot into a church. I'd be struck down by lightning. And I know what they're saying is in jest. But you, you have to consider what it is that they're saying. The man on the cross next to Jesus was literally making fun of him when they were first put up there. There's two of them, but one was making fun of him. So you could say, I don't know, blasphemous in some way. And Jesus, when he turned and said, For, remember me when you enter your kingdom, Jesus didn't tell him, I'm sorry. Strike him down, God. He could have, but he didn't. No, he prayed for him. He said, this day you will be with me in paradise. You are not too far that Jesus could not find you where you are and cover you in grace. Jesus is good about doing those sort of things. He finds you when you need him the most, when you're all out of hope, you're all out of options. He's, he's sitting there saying, why don't you come try this? Build your house on the rock. This rock will not move. I am here for you, and I love you, and I have died for you, but I lived and was resurrected for you, and I live today. So the song goes on, Let your fire fall and cast out all my fears. Let your fire fall, your love is all I feel. Let your fire fall. So oftentimes in the Bible, when they talk about fire, a lot of people have this conception that it's talking about hell being on fire. Well, according to certain uh, scholars, the reference to fire is actually in reference to God's judgment against sin. God, God's judgment against this fear. They're saying he's saying in the song, cast your fears into the fire. Cast your fears into the into fiery judgment of God for that uh, that he has made the place that he's made for this fear, for that sin, for that evil that is consumed in your life, that is keeping you back 
from living the life that he wants you to live, wants to walk with you in. Cast that away. Give it to God. Where the the spirit of fear trembles. James chapter 2 verse 19 says, You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. So the spirit of fear, spirit of jealousy, of lust, all these spirits that surround you, choke you out, make you feel like you're not good enough or whatever is in this song. It's not all-encompassing. God says, give that to me and I'll deal with that like a good father. Any of these kids out here in this neighborhood treat, mistreat my son or my daughter, they come running to mommy and daddy. And their daddy's got a little bit of a hothead, and they know if they come talk to daddy, daddy's probably going to do something. Now, I've had to practice restraint because I'm not the best at being very nice. My wife is nicknamed St. Shelley for a reason. But they know, go to your daddy, he's going to deal with this. Cast your fears and anything that's holding you back from not letting God be number one. Cast it to God. Give it to him. Say, Daddy, I want you to take care of this, and I want to live for you now. So cast your fears in the fiery judgment that God has waiting for it. That place where the fear has to go, it isn't and was not made for you. And whenever Satan lies to you and causes you to feel these doubts, the song lists, cast them away. And remember that the opposite of those fears is true. Through our faith in Jesus Christ, we have been made good, right, strong, worthy, loved, beautiful. In Jesus Christ, we are sufficient. We aren't to be troubled. We will never be alone. We have a home and, a, and we are clean never to be ashamed, to be children of God. And we have been changed and born into a new life with Christ and his resurrection. I just want you to just soak that in, that you, when you call upon the name of Jesus Christ, you know in your heart that you can't do this on your own and that you have cast it over to him and said, Lord, help me. You are a new creation now. You have been born again. The old person is dead and the new one is alive now. You have been born again. Sin does not have its same hold on you as it did before. Will you still struggle? Of course you will. Jesus said, in this life you will have struggles. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Now that is powerful. The creator of existence came in the form of a man who could be tempted and did not sin and overcame the world. Not just overcame the world, mind you, okay? He overcame death. He laid his life down on his own free will and then brought it back up because this world cannot contain him. This world cannot contain your father. Contain your father. Because man plans and God laughs, as the saying goes. He we cannot contain him. So if you haven't already, I 
pray that you'll cast any fears of inadequacy, dirtiness, shame, guilt, anything not representative of the attributes of a child of God into his fire, and call on the name of Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that he lived, died, and is resurrected so that you may know him, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. John 17 verse 3. This is so that we can walk with him. That's why Jesus did that. When you see that, that picture of him up on the cross on this podcast, that's so that you know him. That's powerful to me. I don't know if I speak for everybody else, but this is so that, that we know him. He did this so that we could walk with his father and that we could be adopted into the loving relationship the loving family of God and experience that with with him. Jesus must have been the most excited person alive because he knows something big is going to happen here. And I'm going to be able to bring in all of these people, all of my children. They're, gonna, they're coming with me. The ones that call on you, the ones that don't love this life so much that they cast it down, they die to it, and then I will bring them up with myself in this resurrection into a new life. And they won't be burdened by this anymore. Alright guys. For my next song for next week, we're going to finish up our Zach Williams series here. I know, he does an awful lot of, with Zach Williams. But I really, really like this guy. So, it's the song No Longer Slaves... This one is like an anthem for me. I could listen to this song over and over again, and I have before. And the verses, I got two of them for you this week, is Romans chapter 6, verse 7. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And then Romans 8, verses 1 through 2. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. I can't wait to get into this next one and what it means to me personally. And I can't wait to see where God leads this podcast and this show. So I just want to pray real quick with you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak these life-giving words to my listeners and to my friends and the children that you've called. I pray that the ones who haven't accepted you, that they answer that feeling that they feel in their heart and that they give it to you and put you as number one in their lives because this is the only way to eternal life Father I thank you for the ones that you've sent to this podcast and this show I pray that this is a blessing to them and that they feel that they can share it with others so that that message can get out and that we can all speak life into our communities and into our friends and just live into who you want us to be, Lord. Lord, we love you. And I thank you so much for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. All right, everybody. I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.